Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust. 
If we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our goal is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love, free of judgment, in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, my babies. Look how dead <laughs> on serious. Look how serious I'm looking. I was so concentrated. Hey y'all, welcome back. Hey. Gumdrops. Yes, and if you're new here, welcome. If you're new here, we're so thankful and grateful to have you. Welcome to the vibe. Yeah, vibe tribe, good vibe tribe. So how's it going? It's going good. How was your weekend? My weekend was packed. (laughs) From the front to back, was you feeling that? Hey, put one hand up. Can you repeat that? Hey, hey. Yeah, my weekend. What were we singing as children? Trying to take my man, see I don't need that, so don't play yourself. Why? A lot. Um, yeah, so my weekend huh, hit the ground running. Yeah, what'd you do? Saturday, we celebrated our girl, Cece, Germany's mom. It was her birthday. We had a back, yeah. we, we had a backyard <laughs> boogie. We did. We were the help. Girl. We were on 10. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? We were on 10 and they were on 20. Wow. We, don't let people say that, um. These old ass motherfucking people, <laughs> honey, let me tell you about the 50 and older. They crowd. were rollies, not stopwatches. Okay, girl, I, I had mean, to remind them she has two hands. She has two hands, honey. She's girl, not using her feet. The next day, my mom was like, we had a good time. <laughs> I'm like, we, we, I, you know, you know, my mama was talking about it, especially a couple of her friends. She needs the sunglasses up. and Advil. What? A couple of the friends, girl, people some of the niggas hooked up with, yeah, some of the women and the men hooked up talking about sitting and sending her message talking about I, we went to the movies and we had you know, a great we love time to leave with a little vibe yeah 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 so they made they made connections they were making connections it was fun they had a good time once my neighbors were the over here the drinks were flowing the music was going the weed was in the air <laughs> <laughs> those old ass people that's I'm like okay that's the chief keef the chief keef the crew. chief keef yeah they lit it up early too that's gonna be us at 50 in the backyard turn it up wow can you imagine I totally can. You know we gonna be going. So that was on Saturday. Good time. And then Sunday, um, since my mom and sister are in town. Yeah. Um, Did y'all so, go to Mama's Shelter? No, we went to Sweet Chicks. Oh, Sweet Chicks. I seen that little um, drink. It looked cute. It the was froze. so good. Sweet Chicks. Mm. It was so good. Did your mom like it? She loved it. Oh, good. Yeah. She was like, okay, Nas. Um, Could you Connie. know it's not? So we, it was really a full day again because we went to Sweet Chick, Sweet Chick and then we went to the... um. Melrose Trading Post, which oh, was yeah. right near there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we went to the Grove. Oh, y'all were not. Then we went to Venice Beach, girl. What? Okay. You know, usually if you from L, I'm not even from LA. The hell. You're if you live LA. in LA, you, you pick an activity for the day. You don't if do we all of that. Venice, Venice, Venice for is the it. day. If we go into the Grove, Grove, Grove for, for the day. day. Yeah. Melrose Trading Post. Maybe we might grab a bite and do yeah. that. But chow. They wanted to do it all. We did it all. I was falling asleep on the freeway driving. I'm like, okay, she needs a coffee or a tea. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brittany, girl, they had you running. It's because we were already, I woke up, my back was hurting from Saturday night working. I was like, yo, mom, you put me to work. 
You put me to work. Sunday Where? I went and seen Shaft. I went to, oh, to lunch and then went and seen Shaft. It was so good. Oh. I wasn't even thinking I would like it, but it was so good. Y'all go support that movie. Support black people. Support our brother Samuel. Yes, all of our. Oh, he's an uncle. There's a bunch of people of color in that movie. Well, damn near really your grandpa because he's seventy. So Kenya Burris is one of the writers. At what point do we stop calling people uncle and auntie? You know, it's been a whole debate about that. Um, uh, I think she a great uncle, great auntie. He's a great uncle. It never stops. But yeah, Kenya Burris is one of the writers of that. So he writes for Blackish and Grownish. Um, but man, it was so good. Y'all go check that out if you need something to do. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I rarely ever go to the movies. This one was worth it. I know. We ain't even seen us, and just so you know, it's about it's to be on, on DVD. I saw it's about to be on Netflix. I Bitch. mean, on I- iTunes. On iTunes. Oh, I'm like, once it hits Netflix, it's done, done. Oh, but just I don't know anybody who's listening to this internationally because we have some of those too. <laughs> the international Netflix will have um, Shaft on service like in two weeks. I don't oh, know why, but fast. It, it's a fast industry. People move fast. Yes. So. Okay, well, yeah, that was our weekend's um, lictuations, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep the lictuations going. Summertime is about to hit this week, okay? Yeah, it's um, going to hit different. So we officially tapping into summer. This was a kickoff, I guess you could say. Yeah. I'm waiting for the L.A. weather to um, catch up. Girl, you know we tie everything back to Nipsey. Someone said um, mm-hmm. the say? weather been gloomy since Nip passed. Truth. I was like, you know what? It's truth. We're That's still trans- we're tr- still trying to c- we're overcome. We're still mourning. Yeah. We're still trying to overcome. So, um, the clouds mm-hmm. are still over LA. It's been gloomy. The sun might peek through towards the end of the day, but it's been gloomy as fuck. And yeah. I, damn. Double up. <laughs> Telling no <whole> lie. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So again, okay, yeah. if you're new here, typically right now we would do the new week new tea. We would. In our new week hey. new tea. You were supposed to say where. Oh, okay. We would do the new week, new tea, where you keep, where you keep. No, uh, just say your part and I'll say my part. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. That's why we got to keep it like that. Period. So during that segment, we usually dish tea Mm -hmm. about pop culture, current events, anything that we feel like talking about. If there's nothing to really talk about, then we pass on that. We're not here to just run our mouths about nothing. Yeah. We have a purpose with this show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're multifaceted. So we, we like to dish tea as well. We do. So this week, um, we're going to eliminate. The- yeah, pass the tea. Yes. I, I guess. So, um, yeah, we're not going to do that this week. But next week, we'll be back with some sort of tea. This episode already has a lot of tea in it. So just get ready, ladies. Um. Also, we want to remind you girls to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This is our ecosystem here. What we do um, is give you, hopefully, value-filled information. And the way you show your appreciation for the show, for what we do, is by leaving a rating and review. Yes. Going into iTunes, leaving a rating and review. That Mm -hmm. really helps this podcast grow. It really helps this podcast gain exposure. And it also helps to validate the messages that we spread here because word of mouth is king yeah so um your love is king when y'all when y'all do that um we like to show our appreciation by reading a few reviews of the week um, yeah t- last week y'all really bummed in <laughs> take a minute count my guam count my <laughs> yeah so um we're gonna share three today Ooh, that's how on. you know it was lit gang 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 first of all we want to give recognition to brenda Brenda. Brenda Resendez. Hope I'm saying that right. That is. um, She's been coming and leaving a review every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. She's on y'all neck. So, period. Period. She has a stiletto on y'all neck. So, that Stiletto pump in the club. Stiletto pump in the club. (laughs) iTunes. Yes. um, 
So that goes to show that you can leave however many ratings and reviews you want. Keep coming. Just keep them bumming. Keep so bumming in. Brenda says, I pay every Tuesday. Thanks, Brenda. Period. She mm-hmm. says, I love you too. Y'all give me something to look forward to in the sense of self-care every Tuesday. We love you, That's Brenda. our job. That's what we do. That's our job. So thank you for your payment. Yes. Next, moving right along, we have this wonderful review coming from Jay Lit. Mm. She says, uplifting with the prayer hands. So I had to come pay my dues. And that's, we're saying pay dues because it, this is payment. Yeah. So um, we're not asking for your money. We're asking for your words. Mm-hmm. So she says, you ladies are everything. This podcast is so refreshing. Okay, so I recently randomly came across your podcast while at work needing some motivation. And I literally get my life every time. Plus, y'all get me together every single time and I love it. LOL. Like y'all say, this last episode met me where I am. I am embarking on a new journey in life. So this is everything I need and more. Thank you ladies so much for all the gems you drop in every episode. I wish you guys nothing but continued success and favor. Thank you. Thank you, Jay Lit. Thanks, girlfriend. We appreciate you. And then our last one for this week. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Bliss Chris. And she says, my besties. Go, bitch. Go, bitch. Go, bestie. With these hoes. They messy. Okay, so she says, okay, so one day I'm on Twitter and I asked others to share their favorite podcast and a friend mentioned this one. Mm-hmm. Thanks, friend. Keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Do that, too. When I tell y'all. When I tell you y'all are both my besties in my head, I mean it. You guys are so honest, funny AF, real and transparent, and that's something that we need. It's hard to relate to people nowadays because anyone can be whoever online, but you ladies are bomb AF, and I feel like I'm listening to my sis when I listen. Mm-hmm. We are your you sis. You are. I list, I've shared the podcast with all my friends. Also, do not stop the affirmations. They're dead on. Thank you. Thank you, um, Bliss Chris. We love you. We are your sis. And um, shout out to your homegirls or your friends for sharing the podcast with you. Um, Y'all do that too. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Instagram. Share it on Facebook. Share it in your group chat. Sidebar. Share it. Our Facebook group, our secret Facebook group is growing like a mug. (sighs) And the homegirls are in there thriving and connecting. And, yo, we see it all and it's beautiful. We see it all, yes. We encourage that. We encourage you all to start um, sub gangs. Yeah. So when we come to your city, like, start little sub gangs in your city, little mini gangs. And so when we come to your city, it can be like our conference. Yeah. Our gang gang. gang. So y'all do the gang. And when we come, it's gang gang. gang. So, yeah, if you... uh, are on Facebook if you're looking to connect with other like-minded women. An extension of this podcast is available on Facebook. You can just join our secret Facebook group. It's mm-hmm. called the Black Girl Bravado Podcast Homegirl Hangout. Yes. It's a lot of shit going on in there. A whole lot of gang shit. A whole lot of gang shit. Um, community, affirming of one another, sharing our businesses, our ideas, getting advice. So it's a great way to connect. Chatting about the episode. Yeah, a lot going on accountability in there so yes. y'all get in there um last week's episode i cannot believe that we are just fucking cranking these fucking episodes out and it's our we're here for episode 102 wow and we did 101 last week clearly but episode 101 was clearing and allowing the art of letting go and moving on um sometimes to get where we need to go we have to let go of what or who we used to know bars so in last week's episode, we acknowledge the discomfort that comes along with letting go and moving on. And we chat about why moving on is important, how to identify when moving on is the right choice for you. And of course, we offer tips and suggestions to help aid you through 
such a difficult time, but a necessary process. So if you're struggling with um, deciding if, hey, do I need to let some shit go? Do I need to make space for something else to come in? Mm-hmm. Maybe listen to episode 101. We know the girls were feeling it. And, you know, like we like we say, like y'all say, we want you to keep your own foot on your own neck. Period. Okay. We're not here to drag you. We're drag your own fucking self. We're just here to make sure you got the right shoes on. They yeah. Fit. Your toe is at the top. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? When That's your mom it. say, Where, is your We're toe? toe? We love to do the tap of the toe. The Where's your toe, toe at? Where's your toe? toe? That's it. So, you know, we're, we're just yeah, here some, to assist. One homegirl said we dragged her by the baby hairs. I'm like, the baby hair, sis? We don't want to do that. We want you to keep your edges. Intact. No edges left behind. But we do want to serve as a reminder that you can be thriving and doing the best that you can. Period. You that's don't got to stay in nothing that's no longer serving you. Nope. Although it may be difficult to step. Mm-hmm. Tell them. Your step. Your step. <laughs> you get the fuck on. So now so that all that's week, out, the, out the way, yeah, this week, y'all, we did something different. We're doing something different. It's not just going to be us. It's just been um just you and me. Just, just me and you. you. Just, just me and you. It's just, been me, it's just been me and you for a minute here. Um, So we caught on some others. Some male energy. Some male energy. Ooh. We never have male energy. We've only had one male, and that was our friend. Oh, our yeah. family. Our, yeah, our cousin, David. David. Um, and he was great. He was great. Um, and these males are equally great. They're equally good. I like them both. We like them like both. Like Uzi would say. Yes. We like so? them both. So, yeah, we caught on some male energy on here. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we just want to see what they had to say about things that we regularly talk about. We talk about mental health on here. We talk yeah. about self-care. We do. We talk about relationships. We do. So, we talk um, about community. Community, yes. Yeah, we talk there, about entrepreneurship. There's a lot going on. Self-awareness. So. Yeah. We talked about all of those things with uh, these fellas here. Our brothers from 88th by uh, 11 Mile, yeah. Kenway and Alex. Mm-hmm. You guys will hear us also ask them to introduce Yeah, they'll themselves. tell you who they are. Yeah, so um, y'all let us know if you like it. It's a lot of conversation. It's pretty dense, but it's necessary conversations that we're having. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we like to keep these, not we like to, but this has been our safe space, right? Yes. Where we talk about uplifting women, but we cannot forget that we have to bring these niggas, these men along with us. Yes. And I say, if you're new here, we say niggas in a loving and endearing way. We do. Okay. So, because we're black as fuck. That's one of our pronouns. Period. Okay. So we, we're trying to bring our, <laughs> he, our kings. Her, him, nigga. If you need king, kings, we, we want the kings and the queens to yeah. be on the same playing same field. Same page. Because what what's the benefit of us just being up there by ourselves? There you is You know, they, these men, they get on our nerves sometimes. But of we're course. not discrediting the fact that we need them and they need us. We, we need do. each other. We do. So we're not going to sit up here. We're not the man bashing club. We're not. We, we, we will drag you if be, necessary. We just want them to act. Correct. And what do we want them to have? Respect. respect 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 you'll hear that respect. often respect. so yeah um these brothers they have some great information to share so mm-hmm. we hope you find value in it we know you'll find value in it let and us you, know if you do share it yes follow and, um, them the event that we talk about and they talk about is this saturday yes if you're listening to this in current time it is this saturday the 22nd so um Go to our Instagram page at the Black or Bravado Pod. All the details will be there. They're also down in the show notes. You go and, down. Um, yeah. That's kind of it. That's we it. hope y'all love it. Let us know, okay? All right. Yay. Okay, ladies. So today we're doing something new. Real new. Real new. Something we rarely ever do because this is a sacred place for our ladies. Period. But y'all are always sliding in our DMs, asking us questions 
about the niggas and a lot of the times we don't have the answers maybe we've never encountered the type of niggas y'all be dealing with right um we're women we shit there's only so much that we can say and also we know that it's niggas who listen to this podcast honey because we've seen the niggas liking our pictures yeah there's been a um we an influx of niggas that's what it's been yeah yeah so um you know, because there's been a little bit of a change in the climate, we, you know, we like to cater to all. Cater to you. Yeah. <laughs> cater to us. So, yeah, let that's, today we have some special friends on. Do you want to tell them who we have? Today? Yeah, so we have our brothers from 88th by 11 Mile mm-hmm. here on the podcast. Again, we hardly ever bring niggas in, so you niggas better act decent. Yeah. Okay? Be on your best fucking behavior. Have some respect for our respect. ladies. Respect. <laughs> respect is at the yes. forefront. So, Alex and Kenway, you guys want to tell the ladies who y'all... Ooh, tell the ladies yes, who you are. who y'all are. Yeah, so... Um... Not even be on no sexy shit. But, uh, That's what it sound like. I'm like, okay, nigga, slow down. Right. I'm like, well, uh, but no, nah, honestly, you know, first of all, shout outs to all, you know, women, of course, our black queens. You know, we, as a black company, we hail our black queens at the top, you know, of our of our chain of when it comes down to dealing with women. So, um, anywho, though, we are 88 by 11 Mile. We are a two, um, uh, I guess two-person company. Uh, both of us are black owners. One of us is from Inglewood, and I am from south of, south of Michigan. So for me, my name is Alex. I am from south of Michigan on 11 Mile, right outside of Detroit. A lot of people know of Detroit from 8 Mile. I'm literally, I grew up three miles from 8 Mile Road. Um, I went to Howard University. Okay. Graduated, yeah, yeah, yeah. HU, you know. Not like, graduated. not like I went there, but right. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> it's just graduated from Howard, and then I moved around a lot. I was living in Atlanta. I live in uh, South Jersey, New Jersey, St. Louis, and I'm, and then I finally ended up in Inglewood, where I met Ken. Okay, in the wood. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, my name is my name is Kenway Kenway Live from Inglewood, California. Um, born and raised in Los Angeles. Um, went to school in Chicago mm. uh, for, a brief, for a brief minute at DePaul University, and um, I'm a DJ and entrepreneur, co-owner of 88 by 11 Mile, along with my man Alex, and um, that's pretty much the gist of who I am, you know what I mean? Alex, I mean, Kenway, you sound like Mac-10. Dad, you know what? He does, no? <laughs> Mac 10. You don't get that? You <laughs> never get that? Yeah, the affiliation, gang, gang. I'm just saying. Mac 10. Gang, gang. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. It's not it, a bad person to sound like. Though. It's not. Okay, who has who have people said you sound like before? Um, a lot of some people like when they hear me DJ, they they compare me to Fat Man Scoop a little bit. A oh, nigga, you know I what? totally I get that's, it. I, I think can... that that's more so like you know the style of what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I totally get it. Actually, sound like Homeboy, but you know, I, I think that you know people say that. What else, what else do people really say though? That Fat Man Scoop like... is like a, it's like spot on. Though. Yeah, Fat that Man is. Scoop. Crunk. Okay, speaking the whole like what's the what's the, uh, the the zodiac sign shit he be doing like he be like what's your zodiac sign? Yeah, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, like and, and he's, a, he's definitely Fat Man Scoop is like a legend. So you know anybody that can that, you know as a DJ, if I can be spoke of in the same sentence as somebody like that. Then it's like, you know, an honor, you feel me? So it's an honor and a privilege. Yes, dog, you, you know, do sound like Fat Man Scoop. You know, so I, I think that sometimes people can say that, but that that nigga's voice is just so live, bro. Like it's even when he's just talking regular, like he can make me feel hype about ordering a burger. Like <laughs> Done. <laughs> Let me get a burger and a fries. Let me get a burger and a fries. 
even just heard him just talk. Like he, his voice is live. Dog. I oh, love that. It's definitely lit. It's I love live. that. Okay, so now that we're done with that, the yeah. little antics. So if you girls and if y'all didn't know, June is men's health, I mean mental health month. Well, so. before we jump into that, let's okay. tell them how we know them. How we know them? How we know 88th by oh, 11. Let them so, know. Um, we're having a fucking Ken, party. Kenway just said <laughs> that he's a DJ. They both said they're entrepreneurs. They host um, a day party called the 88 by 11 day party. Mm-hmm. And we told y'all we were having a meet and twerk, mm-hmm. which is our rendition of a meet and greet. And so we're having this at their party, which is going to be on June 22nd. Yes. The party is from two to nine, mm-hmm. but we'll be there. Well, we'll be there the whole time, but Period. the meet and twerk will be from three to five. So um, if he sound like Fat Man Scoop, um, we're going to go there. We're going to be the judge. We're going to see. Um, but we're planning on having a good time, so y'all need to come out if you're in the Los Angeles area. Yes, make sure you register. The link is in our bio. Be prepared to bring um, yourselves and wear your sundresses with no panties because ass is about to get to wiggling, motherfucking jiggling. It is. Right? Okay, so now can I move on? Now we can move on. All right, so again, if y'all didn't know, June is Men's Mental Health Month, which we hardly talk about men and their mental health, even no. though it's very important. It um, a lot of what we've noticed is a shift in kind of the fact that women are elevating. We're really thriving. You know, we're transitioning from the surviving to thriving. And we're really like up in our spiritual game. We are. Right. Our self-care, our self-love. Our, our spiritual, our our Mind, body, and soul, our whole... Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we're really tapping into that. So it's important for us to bring our brothers, to bring our kings. And I'm not using this negatively, but our niggas, because niggas hit different. Yeah. I'm bringing our niggas with us. So it's important for us to have this conversation and create space where our men can feel supported. Yeah. And like we care because we do. We do care. Right? Okay, so let's just give you all... um, a few stats about mental health as it pertains to men, just in case you weren't aware, because I personally wasn't until we did this research. Yeah. I mean, I know that men are affected, but I didn't know in what number. Mm-hmm. So one in four men are affected by mental health problems or illnesses. Nine percent of men are affected by anxiety mm-hmm. and over six million men suffer from depression per year. Wow. And our black men, our brothers, our niggas. Mm hmm. They're one of the most neglected groups of individuals when it comes to mental health. And that can have to do with a lot of things. It can do because of, it can have a lot to do with upbringing. Yes. It can have a lot to do with um, lack of knowledge. Yes. It can have a lot to do with um, system, sy- systemic, systemic oppression. Yes. The marginalization. The brutality. I mean, you know, there's just so much that goes on. Yeah. So, and in I'm addition, not surprised. I'm, I'm not either. And in addition to that, um, a lot of men just haven't been told how to process and talk about their emotions and their traumas. Um, so, you know, a lot of times we get them. We get them after they done left their goddamn house and they goddamn mamas. <laughs> and they don't know how to deal with us in these relationships. And then we struggle. Exactly. And in the friendships, so then they shut down. And then all of that only manifests into anger, depression, and ultimately violence. Yeah, it can it can um, definitely manifest in violence every time. Um, and this is not to make an excuse for our brothers that commit crime. But every time, like I hear about one of our brothers committing crime, especially when it's black on black crime, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, like some, somebody some, failed them in yeah. the beginning. Like that, that's emotional trauma trauma, or they're withholding like a lot that, yeah. or they're suppressing a lot and they're expressing it through violence or anger mm-hmm. because 
we no have one gave them the, the tools. tools the tools they don't have the tools from in their toolkit to be able to assist but i'm 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 certain that the women in this generation or this new kind of wave of um people i guess i don't know will be parenting their children much differently so hopefully we can be instilling in the in men our, and the men and the niggas we ain't leaving them behind yes but hopefully we can raise up these children who are able to um discuss they're to be more emotionally intelligent. intelligent. Right, and be able to cope. So speaking about emotional intelligence, do you want to talk about what emotional intelligence is? Yeah, we can briefly talk about it. We're not, um, because we really want um, our guys. Our fellas. To come in. Our baby and, um, boys. Kiki with us. But basically what emotional intelligence is, is someone's capacity to be aware of and control their own emotions and handle interpersonal relationships empathetically and judiciously right mm -hmm. so you have a good grip on your emotions yes. and also other people's emotions because that's important because we're interacting with other people all the time so that'll look like if even if somebody does something to slight you yeah you're not gonna just pop off pop off and stop giving a fuck the right if you buck. there's a process going on mm -hmm. there's a mental process where you're like okay i'm not feeling too good right now and yeah. i understand that and also there's the process of they're not feeling too good and i understand that exactly. the empathy that i have been in their shoes before or i know that one day i might be in their shoes so empathy and dealing with these issues kind of with integrity and like a goodness behind yeah. it right so fellas our fellas who are here with us how do you how would you like define emotional intelligence or do you consider yourselves to be emotionally intelligent yeah, I'll go first. Um, emotional intelligence. I think that the other, the other part of that, um, when you're talking about um, being, you know, being a man and looking at from it from our perspective, um, it also has to deal with controlling our emotions, right? Like, like so, so. The thing is, is that um, we have to, we have to remember that um, we don't want our emotions to run us. Mm. Our emotions are real. Our emotions are actually part of our human experience. And that was, that's part of what makes us human. But we can't allow our emotions to run us. That's where the problem starts to come in. Mm. And we so so the capacity to understand what your emotions are, um, and, and not and not you know not let them and not let them rule you, is what I believe emotional intelligence is. That's the first part of it. Is your on your person. The second person is. The second, the second part of it is understanding other somebody else's emotions, mm. being able to be have the patience or the understanding that they have emotions, and to not have to worry, and not, and also not act off of somebody else's emotions. Um, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's two parts to it. You know what I mean? There's your, your, that's your, there's your inner emotions, and then there's somebody else's emotions that you have to be have the capacity to be able to um, to understand. Um, uh, to to uh, to uh, how do you you know have the capacity to uh, how do you uh, how do I say uh, I get what you're saying. You're kind of saying that like you're dealing with the internal <clears throat> environment and then the external environment, right? right. It's kind of twofold. It, well, the, uh, what I mean is like the, the capacity to, uh, to, uh, to 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 understand or to uh, what is the damn word, man? Come on, nigga. That's the thing about me. I'm always looking for the right word. It's so, okay. Just let it so, rip. So, so, the capacity to synthesize somebody else mm. and to, to be able to compartmentalize what those emotions are and then act from there. Yes. So, so that's, that's what I mean by that. And that's, that's my uh, idea of emotional intelligence specifically. 
And, um, yeah, what about you? What, what yeah, you so think? for me, like, you know, this is Alex. Uh, for me, with emotional intelligence, I, I think it's really, there's a, there's a, a three-pronged situation. I think you have to be able to assess, separate, and, um, excuse me, assess, recognize, and separate. So what I mean by that is, is that when, when dealing with emotional intelligence, you have to be able to first assess what the emotions are, or, or be able to, to see the situation and assess the emotions that are being taken place or taking place within that situation. And then you have to be able to, you know, um, I'm sorry, recognize what, this, what the emotions are, then be able to assess them and be like, okay, this person is acting this way due to, you know, whatever this catalyst situation might be, mm-hmm. and then also be able to separate. What I mean by separate is being able to separate your emotion from your intelligence. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you have to react to that situation. So, for instance, if I'm having troubles with my lady or my, or my girl or whatever, she, I have to be able to understand if she's speaking from logic or if she's speaking from you know emotion. Whoop. And I, I shouldn't, my reaction shouldn't be based on emotion. I Yo. shouldn't look at her situation. <laughs> And snap on her because I, now I'm mad. So you about to you about to catch this wrath? No, right. I should be able to understand. Okay, you know what? My girl's upset not only because of the situation, but also because she's been going through it at work. Her mother passed away two weeks ago. You oh, know what? Well, I need to step back and understand. Like, okay, she's a little high on that emotion. So I think those three prongs would allow people to understand how to deal with emotional intelligence. And then just for the root of it, again, I think it's just being able to be able to step into a situation, assess the emotions that are happening within that situation and understand the derivative of that emotion and also understand how to be able to subside it. And if you're able to to look at a person and talk to them and say, okay, this person's upset because they got fired two days ago. Right. Now I can understand why they're upset. Now I can understand how to, to get them from that emotion to more of a place of logic so we can share a common ground. I think what emotional intelligence is, those who have, you know, a high level of it, it, it can only be measured when, when dealing with, uh, you know, I guess I would say... In the personal relationships, I would say, you know what I mean? Just right. Any person, like, whether or not, you know, whether or not there's a child to, 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 to an adult or an adult to another adult or to a, a man to a woman, another man to another man, like, it's always... Well, the, he's describing the, the 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 everything that that goes within that is the wariness and the um and the in the in the judgment and to, to deal with the things empathetically, mm-hmm. you know, with through through all those processes. And I think that that's the, uh, the a great um, definition of emotional intelligence. What you got? Mm. Yeah, both of you guys. Um, <laughs> We're sitting here mind blown. Yeah, <laughs> both of you guys <laughs> definitely broke it down, and so. From the way you guys explained what emotional intelligence is, I'm going to assume that you both consider yourself emotionally emotionally intelligent. Is that a correct assumption for me to make? Well, I, w- I would say, I-, I actually would say that I am emotionally intelligent for who I am, but I think that, I think that where, where we can, where we can get, uh, you know, I think that where we can mess up is by saying like, yo, like I think I'm emotionally intelligent, so that means in all situations or the situations that I'm going to deal with, I'm going to have the emotional upper hand because I'm going to understand it. Mm-hmm. See, I think that there's an idea within most emotional intelligence, especially as a man, to be able to say like, well, there, to have emotional intelligence, I have to close my mouth. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to uh, express restraint when coming to in- interpersonal relationships so I can really try to understand somebody instead of just responding. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, as a, as a man, that's what I believe what a man is supposed to be. 
You know what I mean? Like that's part of that's part of how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to have, maintain our poise. I believe in all situations, whether or not what type of man we are, it doesn't matter. We always set the tone. So if we can, if we can, if we can set that tone to where we're like, we want to listen to each other. I can have the restraint from speaking over somebody, or I can have the restraint from not wanting to listen to how they feel, or not take how, or really another big thing, not taking how they feel seriously, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, with all those things, uh, I think that. That, that's that's the danger of thinking that you can be emotionally intelligent. But I would say that I'm I would say I'm emotionally intelligent. Like I'm getting trying to get better with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Always working. I, I'm, I'm growing with it. I, I don't know, Alex. What would you say? For me, I would just say my level of emotional intelligence is pretty high, simply because I use it in my everyday interactions with people. Mm-hmm. I yeah. use it definitely within our business world. Uh, a lot of the deals that we cut, a lot of the deals that we make, and a lot of the partnerships that we acquire are simply based on emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to make a quick elevator pitch is basically just understanding how that person is sitting across the table from you. You mm-hmm. know, At the end of the day, if that person already has buying signs and he's looking at you saying, like, hey, I really want to do this, you don't have to pitch anymore. But right. a lot of people that don't have the emotional intelligence understand, like, hey, he's basically telling me he wants to do this, he wants to do that, or he wants to move forward, they're going to keep going. And by them keep going, they're wasting time, and time is money. So yeah. I think in my situation, being a co-founder of a company and, you know, based on some of the, the partnerships and deals that we've been able to acquire, you know, I would say definitely that my emotional intelligence is pretty high. And I think that's one of my strong suits within um you know, our, you know, I guess in my adult life, I would say. I love that. So, so being that you could both consider yourself pretty emotionally intelligent, of course, Alex, you consider yourself to be highly emotional intelligent and Kenway is kind of like emotionally intelligent, but still growing and, yeah. and there's space and room for that, which is great because I feel like we too have room. And, and the only way that you understand if you are emotionally intelligent is when you are met with adversity to test the emotional intelligence, right? Right. So, um, is this something, is emotional intelligence something that you guys were taught inside of the home or is this something that a skill that was developed and honed as you developed and grew older? Is this like, yeah, we were always taught our feelings and to speak our emotions in the house or like, nah, dog, I had to learn this as an, as a grown up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it obviously starts at the home, right? At the end of the day, you know, I mean, you, you know the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you have parents that kind of, you know, they allow you to understand, like, it's okay to, you know, utilize your emotions, be able to speak with your emotions and be able to assess life situations with your emotions. You start to get, you get practice early, right? A lot of people that come from um, lower income homes or lower income communities, all they know is I, it's fight or flight. Mm. And so for them, it's I have to fight for everything I have to get. Yeah. So if anybody's trying to take something from you, I, there's no reasoning to it. It's either survive, you know, either you know, kill or, or be killed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think for us, you know, or not at least for me, I, I grew up in a suburban middle class, middle black class uh, community where you know I had the opportunity to get practice with understanding, you know, how to deal with my emotions and what emotional intelligence meant to me as a person at a younger age. Um, and then again, I, I think. With everything, I think, you know, as you get to grow and, you know, I went to Howard, so I was 17 when I moved to D.C. And dealing with, you know, different types of black people from all across the country, whether that be from Long Beach, whether that be from Miami, New York, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, you know, the Bay Area, whatever. Everybody has a different sense of, of, you know, of being in this world. I mean, again, people in California are much more laid back. People in New York are are more fast paced. Mm -hmm. So, you know, dealing with all those different types of attitudes, you just get a lot of practice with how to deal with people. And obviously, you know, as males, 
you know, especially at college, you, you, you're hounding women down almost every other day. So you're dealing with so many different types of women. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, as I got older and older, I was able to harness and, and, and really like hone my emotional intelligence as I, as I got to where I'm at now, which is in L.A. So. You're in the best place you could be. <laughs> Love L.A. Love L.A. Thank yeah. you, L.A. <laughs> what about you, Kenway? Were you like taught to speak your emotions and say how you feel in your house? Was there like space for that? Or is this something that you developed as you no, grew older? No, I, I, I have always been uh, a very big for my size. I've always <laughs> been. So I've always been so very big. Said. Uh, okay, always, now you done took it to you done took it. He said so. She said, Nah, nah, nah. nah. I don't mean it by that, y'all. No, we the not. freaky deaky. I mean by like what I mean is like my the big body my stature has always played a part in my life and my life experience. Yeah, okay. because I've always been bigger than my peers. Mm. I've always been taller and, and physically just bigger. So Kenway, you're basically the big body bands. Play, be please don't crash. <laughs> Your big body bands. He and Mercedes Pullman, to be real. (laughs) The Sprinter. The Sprinter. (laughs) You know, because of that, (laughs) because of that, I've had to experience life through that way. Yeah. Now, I I was that. I was so I was the size of a a full grown man before most boys were ever really looked at as as men. Mm -hmm. So I was looked at as a man before I was before I was a man, Mm -hmm. and I've seen that take take place in my life. So, like, I was I was judged off those things for a while like why are you you know why are you crying or why why are you so mm. sensitive even though i'm not necessarily more sensitive or more emotional than somebody else but because because i was looked at as a man yeah and versus my peers looking at it as just boys there's there was something that, that there was there was a phenomenon that was happening there mm. when it came to my you know my mental health and whether or not you know what i was what i was going through had any like you know merit or had any uh uh warranted any um idea of you know like having to take some care so um that has been you know that's been part of my experience Mm. um so i don't think that you know and then on top of that um i've had i I grew up in a um i grew up in a very 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 christian uh uh uh, 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 home still am inside of that type of home still had that type of family mm-hmm. um we had this but the whole thing is that we understood that um there's there's a there is a component which isn't necessarily the typical christian thing mm-hmm. but we've always understood that there is a there is something called being in your right mind um you know because because as it says in the bible god has given you a, a spirit of love power and a sound mind so yeah. we understood that having a sound mind was very important to us as people in our, in this world. Come um, on, can't wait. You know? So, have, like that was that. That's part of it. And a lot of people, you know, they, they 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 rag on the idea of you know believing in God and saying like that's against having mental health. But it's like actually no, that's not the truth. But mm. that's just that's that. I, I digress. But um, because of, because of my stature, I was always looked at as that. And even and then I went to. Uh, uh, a primarily white high school. Oh God! And that's where a lot of things actually also changed because I was not looked at as if I am, you know, or I had any type of like emotions to process or anything like that. I was looked at as like, yo, you're just a jock. You're just, you mm-hmm. just have sports. There's nothing that you really need to worry about me- mental health wise. So mm. I didn't, I didn't necessarily grow up in a, in, a, in an environment that was very emotionally intelligent. Mm. No. 
it, was, it has been definitely trial by fire or, uh, or whatever you want to say, or just, I just had to learn along the way, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to about my emotional intelligence and how to, and how to keep it. So, wow. definitely. yeah. It's crazy how we all have different experiences based off of things that some of us wouldn't even think of. Like I wouldn't automatically think like, oh, because he's bigger or like, you know, he has a, a bigger stature that when he was growing up, he must have had it rough. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we think about the basics, like the foundation, like, home. OK, if you come Mama from Daddy. a two parent home, then you, you probably good. were emotional. You're probably more emotionally intelligent. But a lot of the times in the black family, let's just keep it real. Keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred, baby. Is that that song? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, the black father has so many burdens on their back, right? Yeah. And it's like, we ain't got time to be sitting around here crying. Like, yeah. you got work to do. There's money to be made. Kids to be fed. Yeah, kids to be fed. Like, sometimes when I hear some of the stories that um, men our age tell me about their upbringing in their household, I'm like, what the hell? Like, why would why were you being talked to like that as a child? These like daddies. I mean, not all of the daddies. Not all of the daddies, but a lot of the daddies. And, you know, thankfully with growth and with experiences, I've learned to understand that pe- parents, let's just be specific, parents can only um, work with what they have, right? Yes, so yes. if they weren't taught and they... Um, their emotions weren't fostered and nurtured, then they really didn't have anything to give to their children, right? Especially when they had other burdens and other things to worry about at the time. Yeah. So it is up to the individual to fill in the gap and to like do their own learning, which can be tough. And to almost stop victimizing ourselves, right? Like yeah. at one point, do you, do you leave the home and realize, yo, I'm missing a few pieces. Screws. Like something ain't connecting the dots. Everything ain't firing off the way it's supposed to be firing off. And at what point do we take ownership of our lives? Because technically, not technically, truthfully, we are the agents of our lives, right? Yeah. We have agency over what goes, what comes, what stays, you know, that whole experience, everything that we want is up to us. So at what point do you realize like, yo, I wasn't getting what I needed and now I got to shift some shit. Yeah. She has to shift. For real. I know. It's it, it's very interesting. It's very... We realize from conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Conversations. What like about this. you? I know we're, we're focusing on the fellas, but mm-hmm. what about you? Do you feel like you were raised in a home where emotional intelligence, rather it was called emotional intelligence or not, was important, right? Speaking your voice or, or having a voice or that whole dynamic? Um. Yeah, kind of. I mean, sometimes I think about... Um, don't cry or, or I'm going to give you something to cry, cry about. about. It's yeah. like, um, you've already given me something to cry about because I just got whooped. Yeah. You know? Period. So let me get these emotions out. I'm crying because I'm in pain. I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad. Um, I definitely don't feel like my emotions were necessarily suppressed or I didn't have room to express myself or space wasn't held for me. I felt like I could definitely express myself. My mom always said, like, you can come to me yes, for anything. Yes, come to me. Um, so that was good. That was their way of holding space. You know, you could talk to me about anything. For sure. <laughs> you for sure can talk to me about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very present in that sense. Yeah, so for yeah. that, I'm thankful. But when it comes to interacting with other people, mm. um, I've had, ha- I have had to learn and nurture that and think like, you know, I used to be pretty reactive to the way other people's like emotions were. If mm-hmm. they popping off then I'm like, okay, well I'm popping off. We're going too. there. It's and good. I'm not even considering like their circumstances, what they've been through, what may have happened. Like Alex mentioned earlier, like with his lady, like she may have been, had a bad day at work. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was taking it personal. Like, 
why are you so mad? Now I'm mad too. Now yeah. we both mad. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I've had to learn in adulthood just based off of interpersonal relationships, regardless of how I felt my emotional intelligence was fostered as a child. How yeah. about you? Um, I feel like there was definitely space held for like, speak your mind, say how you feel. What are you feeling right now? Um, I feel like my sister and I were pretty mellow kids, so we didn't have many experiences where there were like, we were just going crazy. But, um, I feel like I've been able to harness my emotional intelligence and definitely express empathy as I've grown older, because I've expressed that in the past I had more narcissistic ways and I've through practice, a lot of practice have been able to turn those characteristics off and really tap into what it means to be like available and a servant and a giver so I don't really struggle with that anymore but yeah I feel like there was definitely space held for me to be emotionally intelligent and healthy like I feel like healthy you know like overall the mind body and spirit there was definitely like a full balance there but I know that's a struggle for some people so if you struggle with that it's not too late it's not too you know late. you didn't have to learn it in your household you have the opportunity to grow every day and hold space for yourself I think as women, we um, we're allowed more space because women are automatically seen as emotional beings, yes, right? Uh-huh. So if you're emotional or if you're having a hard time processing certain emotions, you get a little bit more leeway or sympathy versus with a man. It's tough. Like yeah. they're not there's not space held for them. So that's why it's important for us to hold space for men and also for men to hold space for each other within friendships, because I don't know. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the friendships. Let's talk about friendships. Men and friendships. We know, or what we, what um, I've noticed, what I've um, observed. Yes. Is that, um, a lot of men's friendships are based on like shared activities, right? They're kind of basketball, video games. Right. Yeah. Um, talking about women, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're more transactional versus women. We sit down. You can be talking with a woman for five minutes and she knows your whole life story. She know you having trouble with trouble with your niggas. People yeah. slide in our DMs all the time and give us the full spiel from the top to, to the, the bottom. bottom. From the rooter you know, to the tutor. We exchange. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. So I guess Y'all those, those fem- the, the, the women are more based on feelings and emotions. Yes. Right. So my mama has always told me all my life, women are into feelings and emotions. And I really, I've really been unpacking that for a long time now. And I think I'll be unpacking that for a long time. Come on, unpack. You're using words like unpack. Yeah, no, there's, there's a, like, yeah, I said unpack. Yeah. So (laughs) I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, there is. While that, while what she could also be meaning is that women are, uh, more understanding of feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. Not, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are. You know that they that they're run by them, but they're more into. You know what I mean than, than men are. And what she's on. I guess that that's what she's saying there. But I've always thought that that was. That's one of my mom's mainstays when it comes to. Uh, you know what what she's taught me is. You know women are into feelings and emotions. Ken. You know what I mean. So, but uh, you you, uh, you guys said you guys asked us what do we feel about what do we feel about. Uh, friendships between with males uh specifically black males like are you having conversations about mental health with your friends because we know that men are more transactional it's like nigga we gotta you know like are y'all having those talks i'll give you guys a good example okay um um, between me and alex and we you know (laughs) okay maybe this ain't something you should be sharing let's give you guys a good example tell us for a while 
I started to understand that you know our our, our work is, is stressful and it's 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 very it, it is right a lot of the time it is fight or flight and it's very it's very tough mm-hmm. and it, it, there comes with a certain skin that me and ha- me and him have that you know allows us to be you know really good at what we do mm-hmm. but the thing was that after a while I realized that um, we weren't I wasn't I, he wasn't asking me how I'm doing and I wasn't asking him how he's doing mm. so I would. After um, I remember specifically a conversation that we had, and I was like, I was like, "Good morning, brother. How are you today?" You know what I mean? He was just okay. like, "Bro, why are you asking me that? Like, what is this? Like, what, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just did. He couldn't he, he, at first. Like that. That was his natural response, to right? Me, because it's just like, bro. Like, you know what I'm going through. Like, I'm like, we trying to get this together. We doing this. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I understand all that. But I, I realized after a certain point that no, no, no. Like, we are not about to go crazy over this because we need our right mind. We need our sound sound mind. mind. There we go. I need to absolutely check in on your mental health every single chance that I can get. Come on. And even more. So the thing was that, you know, at first, he it was like, bro, like, why are you being weird? What the fuck is that? The weird, yeah. You know what I mean? that 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 was the posture he had. But I think that after a while, after I kept doing it, he started to understand. Okay, yeah, like I gotta. Okay, I understand that Ken is doing this, but it, but it always is met. Even you know, and sometimes even now, it's 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 always met with this, you know, apprehension kind of. Yeah, yeah, with the apprehension because we because we're not necessarily used to that mm-hmm. as as men. You see what I'm saying? As black men, like we don't have <clears throat> the people that care about that that care about that as much, and we need to do a better job. And we and, and there's a lot of educated uh, black men that are doing a better job of it, and I'm trying to be one of those. So that's, that's that. But but see, even there, as much as I care about Alex and as much as he cares about me and family and everything that we got going on and stuff like that, even in this, like it, it that that's what that was the posture before I actually started to actively attack those that that idea of not like checking in on each other mm-hmm. or caring about what what this day is going. And asking him about himself, you feel me? So like, even though we're emotionally intelligent, he's highly emotionally intelligent and all that, like he can, he is susceptible to those things. Yes, I think that as black men, that is the idea that we need to get get, get through. It's like, bro, like we we understand that we got a lot on our, on our shoulders, if not the, the most on our shoulders. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's no one, there ain't, there's no one for men to go to to say we got help. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no one for us to go to and say, like, oh, yeah, like, we, we straight. You know what I mean? Or It's always on us. It's, so, never, it's never about, like, oh, we, we we need this help from this person or help from this person. We don't look at it like that. We look at it in, in our community specifically, like, yo, like, it's on a man to take care of himself and that man to, 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 to further himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, if, and when he fails, it's on himself. Mm. It's not like there's no excuses about anything. And that's that's part of being a man. There is no excuse. Mm. Like, there is none. So, we, you know, in, in 2019, sometimes we can get this jumbled up a little bit. Sometimes it's like, oh, what does being a man really mean? And they don't understand. Like, no, you don't understand. Mm. There's no okay. excuses here. If I, don't, if, I, if I fail in life, it is not going to be looked at as like, oh, well, black and... <laughs> oh, you, you're disenfranch. No, you made excuses, and you 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 cannot support a family, and that's that. Woo. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is that, that that's a tough that's a tough reality for us. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough reality for us. And if and, and, and while that's 
and, and, and while that's that's our reality, a lot of the time we're you know as men. The only thing that we got to start doing is saying, like, no, 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 we need to check in on our brothers and we need to, like, foster a weight and, and, and a culture that's going to further that, you know, that that, that culture of, of checking in and, and, like, really caring about your mental health. Normalize it. Because yeah. Because we care about, we care so much about our material, mm. you know, what, what we add to society, not knowing that we already, we already are worth it. Yeah, period. Okay. You, you now you're preaching. Now you're preaching. Nah, like, just, we already are working that we're just here. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like that that that's the whole that's the whole idea that we need to get through to, to us. There's not it's not it's not based on, you know, what we can provide or what we can do. Like that's not who God made you to be, like first first and foremost. Mm. The first and foremost, you're a child of God. Mm. So if you're a child of God, you gotta understand that he wants certain things for you. Can. He gave the spirit of fear, he gave Can. the spirit of power, Can. love and sound mind. So that sound mind is is very pertinent to us getting to the to the heights, ascending to the heights of the world, like the presidency with Barack Obama and the, the, some of the guys, Malcolm X, uh uh Martin Luther King Jr. and stuff like that. Like us having that sound mind. Is, is based on that. We need that sound mind to be able to get up there. You know what I mean? So to be able to, to present our thoughts clearly, to be able to, you know, maintain our poise and to and handle all the pressure that comes with being a male and trying to uplift our community. A black male. Woo, Ken, now you was preaching. He brother. was. He was on, He was at the pulpit. Period. That must be Alex giving you a round of <laughs> the applause. You gotta get a round of applause. The waka flocka. Round for thing about that is that Ken does that on his during his DJ set. So if you ever oh. come to any of our events, he literally stands on top of a table. He does what we call I call a Kenway Ranch, and they are definitely um, the delicacies of our event. I mean, mm. literally, it's like a good minute and a half rant. Last month, we did one for Nipsey Hussle, told a backstory of how his mom met Nipsey Hussle and how his connection to Nipsey Hussle. And next thing you know, last time I checked, dropped, and the crowd went crazy. Mm. I mean, it's definitely part of a, that's something that he does. But for my answer, when it comes down to, um, you know, relationships, I think with, or like how do people deal with uh, mental health within relationships is that for women, I think women are, are very much so more forthcoming when it comes down to, you know, like uh, trauma or, or anything that's mentally that's mental health related. And yeah. I think for, for men, we're more retroactive. And mm. it's more so like if you, if you look at any situation like Central Park 5 Ooh. or, you know, any any friends that, that might be close, you ask them like, yeah, hold on one second. Take your time. You ask them like, yeah, why are y'all so close? And the first thing they're going to talk about is whatever traumatic story or traumatic experience they share. Like, yeah, there was one time we was out smoking and kicking and we all got locked up and then we was just, or we got arrested and we were just on the corner like, damn, what are we going to tell our parents? Is that in the third? Mm. And from there, they became best friends. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think, I think with men, it's more so like when, when something traumatic or something very experiential or something that is, you know, very like a uh, you know, milestone like in your life, that's when we, we bond and that's when we share those stories with each other like to, you know, uplift. But I think with women, they're just very much more forthcoming. Like, look, girl, let me tell you, what happened? I, I think girls, some girls look forward to that. Like from when I was in middle school, like <laughs> high school, there were certain girls that looked forward to calling their home girl. Let me tell you what this nigga did today. Yeah, you know that's saying? a part like, of our like, day. Like Just a, so you know, Alex, I look forward to that now, and I'm not in middle school. See, yeah. see what I'm saying? I think that's like a highlight of, of a woman's day. Like we got I started off group chats be you lighting up like after some wild shit happened. Like, look. This motherfucker really, you know what I'm saying, took me to McDonald's. Like, okay, now the McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure, but like for us, 
and again, just even, even in that situation, like let's let's just like really look at it holistically, right? So there's two guys, there's a guy and a girl dating. Like a girl might literally just come out and text y'all and like miss the date. Like, yes, you're so this right. This is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But a guy won't won't like hit up his best friend until the next day. Like, bro. So yesterday I went on this day and this is all that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, it's like more retroactive, like. Or it might be like the guy, like the, uh, his friend might ask him, like, yeah, bro, how was the day yesterday? And that's when the information come out. Like, we're not as forthcoming. It's not the we... hot and ready Little Caesars vibe. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, definitely not the hot and ready. It's more like the, I don't even know. It's like, like, if you the, ask, I may tell. The leftovers. Tell, it's like, the maybe leftovers. if we run into right, her. Right, the leftovers. Right, if leftovers we run into her. Leftovers are still good, though, depending on what type of food it is. So that's probably why, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think the real question is, in regards to your mental health and in your friendships, do you feel supported by your friends and family? I know um, Ken was saying like, yo, I was checking on Alex and it didn't matter if it was weird or not. Like, bro, that's him showing his support. But like, do you feel supported by your friends, by most friends? Y'all damn near like best friends, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for us, our relationship is is, is very um, eccentric and very unique because for us, like we literally met on a, on a business situation. I, I met him in view park. He was DJing. And I was like, bro, this dude, this dude is fucking tearing the house down. We was in View Park. It was a backyard, a little backyard boogie or whatever. And he was just lighting it up. So I asked mm. my line brother from, my, um, you know, down from Howard, those that are not Greek. You know what I mean? That's my What concern. are you? Hold on. We're going to pause right quick. What are you? What were what, what you repping? I am a What's man of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Okay. 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 The girls here are AKAs, okay? Just yes. so you know. Okay. Just so you okay. know. Now we got okay. that off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I met him through my line brother. And honestly, like, you know, we our relationship started as more of a business relationship. And that's why for me, when he when he started to like do more of the mental check, which I again, as he told y'all that story, that is very one hundred percent true. I mean, there was there were days where he would call me, and we again we're a two person team, so we have deadlines, we have contracts, we have things that we have to get to, and there'll be days that he'll call me, and I'll be like, bro, what the fuck? Like, why are you asking how I'm doing? We're trying to make sure we close the deal, mm-hmm. and, and and that you know what I mean. So I, I as we got you know as we started to like have more conversations like that, the times where the, the pressure and, and like the the stress is not high. I'm very, like, you know, receptive to it, but there are a lot of times, even still, I'm like, bro, I'm chilling, like, like let's get on to the business, you know what I mean? Like, I'm good, I'm straight, like, if, nah, if I'm, like, if I'm, like, fucked up, I'm gonna call him and be like, look, or I'm gonna tell him, like, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a wrap. I remember one time, me and my girl was going through it, and we was outside of my house in Inglewood, and I, I had told him, like, yeah, you know, if you see me acting kind of weird or, or distant, it's become me and my girl going through it right now, and I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I owe that to him, because honestly... Me and Ken talk every day. I was just going through my text today, like, looking for y'all number or something like that. And I went to me and his text thread. And for the past, like, 17 days, I've talked to him at least once or twice every single day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I literally talk to Ken every day. So, I mean, it's, you know, again, I think for me and him, like, we have a, a, a male support as two black men. Because, again, there are a lot of deals we don't get. So, because we're black men or, or, or we're being typecast, and they're going to bring in riffraff or whatever the case may be. So we have to be able to lean on each other and be like, hey, this is what it is. It is, you know, and it's okay. We're just going to move on. But I think overall, I think in 2019, with the with a lot of uh, emphasis on mental health, and then also, too, with, with so, social media has done a lot of positive, a lot of negative. But one of the positive things social media has done is it's been able to really and truly expose the need for us to check on each other in mental mm-hmm. health. So mm-hmm. I think that's like the reason why people are getting more close when it comes down to that. No, for sure. Um the, the the thing I want you guys to take away from this from from that from from what he just told you what you want us to remember, take away <laughs> is remember 
remember, this is coming from somebody who deems himself as highly emotional intelligent. Mm. Okay. And, and the thing is, is that, no, 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 what, what, what is the significance there? The significance there is that, yes, he is emotionally intelligent, and some black men can be, but we sometimes, we don't, we forget yeah. the interpersonal, like, inside of us. Mm. That's the reason why I said it's two parts. Because it's like we can you can understand somebody else and be empathy empathetic about somebody else and judicious about somebody else, but inside you, 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 you inside you checking in on you, your emotional intelligence about yourself. Mm. That is that is the point that right. I think that we have to drive home is that it's, it's we have to make it about us sometimes, and that's what is hard to do as men. Because we 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 we're so we're our, our our worth a lot of times is being the provider for somebody else that we can be we can be mental stability for someone else before we be mental stability for ourselves. Ooh, ooh, sometimes ooh. you know what I mean. Like we want to like we we're providers we're providers <laughs> right, but we we take it and we and we be providing for everybody else except saying like no 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 well what what leave some for me Come like on. where's my self love where's my self care to say like yo like you know. You know, check in on me and be able to say like, "Oh, I need to get some things off my chest." Versus like, "All right, I can be a shoulder to cry on, and I can be strong for somebody because that's what it means to be a man." No, 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 no. I need to also like get this shit off my chest. I need to talk about this, mm. and, and, and and so it can and, I, and that can come from anywhere. That can come from somebody who's highly emotionally intelligent. And I just that's that's the point that if anybody is listening to this, I need you to. Oh, understand people are that. listening, brother. You know what I mean? Like that, our, that our men, that so we can be strong. We can know a lot. We can be in, in, in tune with it a lot. But sometimes we do not rec- recognize it when it's when we're not dealing with something ourselves. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's the reason why I just think that therapy is is is, is up there, and the reason why you need it. You know what I mean? There's so much trauma that happens within our life that we need therapy, and we need to normalize therapy. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I and I think that that's a big part of what what, what that's just, that's really interesting thing going forward. I can see. I, I just I just want to see a world where we have therapy, and it's like it's 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 a great thing. It's like wow, you went to therapy. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that for men, I think that that is that is a big deal. Just just going and having whole sessions that's dedicated to you and your thoughts and feelings and inner emotions. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that therapy is, is 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 the number one thing that can help us with all this. You know what I mean? Because you know, while while we can say like check in on your brothers and talk to them and everything like that, I think that there are cer- you need certain sessions that are concentrated on your inner thoughts, emotions, and feelings and stuff like that. And that's just how I think about it. That's how I see it. Okay, okay. totally you, agree. You got it. Y'all gang gang right yeah. now. Just, me and Brittany are just looking at each other like, hmm, okay. They get it. If we could communicate in gifs, we would be sending y'all some right now. Um, okay, but yes, like you said, therapy is definitely important. That's definitely um, at the top a, of the at list. At the top of the list and the tool that I'm glad is being normalized more mm-hmm. um, and that our brothers and sisters are taking advantage of. But my question is, how can we as women help our brothers? Like, how can we help you guys realize or be a source for you all support to support a source of support to understand that like your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Like if you could talk to women, which you are, yeah, this is your chance. What would you tell her? Like, this is what I need from you to feel supported when it's in regards to mental health. Yeah. 
you still got to be that person who, you know, is, who stands in front of that household and say, I have my family's back. Like, I'm the first person, you know, the first person you got to go through in order to get to my family. Like, I'm going to protect my family. So, again, I just think that with, with, with dealing with women and men, it's just about being patient and relatable. I think when you're able to stay, okay, like, I understand what you could possibly be going through because, you know, although black women have a different plight than black men, I think as as a as a black union, we can understand, like, okay, I can see where he's going for or what's, going, what's happening to him as he climbs the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. Or I can see what's happening to him as he gets caught into the system or whatever the case may be. And I think that when, when women kind of you know, step outside of the whole role of, well, I'm the person who's provide for and just says, no, I'm a person that's your partner. I'm a person that's a part of this union. I'm a person that's helped. We're, we're walking through this light hand in hand. I think that's when men open up and be like, you know what? Like, this is my partner. If you ever look at a successful marriage or relationship, they never look at each other as like, oh, he's the male, the male, the provider, this at a third, or she's the person that you know, bears my kids and takes care of the home. They just know we are a union. Mm-hmm. We are a partnership. That's my partner. Period. And obviously when you have that kind of relationship, that's when you have the whole teammate situation where I can rely on them. I can, you know, they can, I can hop on her back and she can walk 10 steps. She can hop on my back. I can walk 10 steps. But even when we get to that 10th step, we're not looking at each other like, well, who's going to, it's, it's your turn to go the furthest or whatever. It's right. just, how do we make the next step together? We both got to that same level. Like, who's strong enough to go to the next, to the next level or, or how can we work together to get to where you got to go? So I think, again, just being relatable and being able to step outside of these you know, I guess not, I wouldn't say gender roles per se, but just being able to step outside of the traditional ways of, of being in a relationship where it's like, well, he's the man, he should be doing this, that, and the third, and, or she's the woman, she should be cooking this. It's like, nah, bro, at the end of the day, right now, black women are the most powerful people in, in, in the United say States it. of America. You say know what I'm saying? So with say that being said, being most educated, you know, the highest percentage of, of, of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs yeah. I mean, you guys run the country. Mm-hmm. So, run the world, you know, black women. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> So for us, I mean, we're we're literally generations behind y'all still. Even though we're literally, you know, going through each generation together, we're still so much further behind. And so a lot of men are definitely going to be intimidated. But again, if you step outside of that role and say, hey, based on my opportunities and based on my situation, I've been able to get to this level. I want to help pull you up so we can go to the next level together. I think that's when men become more... Um, you know, comfortable to look at women as their confidant and be able to, like, you know, release and, and be able to be emotional with them and, and share that baggage they're carrying. I love that. You know what? Y'all are preaching tonight, honey. Y'all the are. girls are going to be gripping their wigs and their edges and everything else they grip. <laughs> but, but you know what? You said some, um, some really foundational kind of pieces where you mentioned about, like, you still got to be the man. So I think it really opened up the door for us to segue into how do you view quote unquote, being the man as it, re- as it pertains to like a relationship or, or really like, what does manhood look like to you? Yeah. What does that yeah, look like? I mean, honestly, it, obviously it, it changes through generation, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and through time, you know, a lot of people, they always talk about like gender roles and like, do you believe in them? And, you know, and again, it, some, some things can be outdated or some things can be based on time, but when it comes down to this generation, I still think there are certain certain foundational principles that still apply. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, as a man in the household, you have to be, you know, the, uh, uh, not you don't have to be the sole provider because again, we have so many women that are now. I mean, with 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 barriers being broken down, some women are becoming the breadwinners in their household. And even yeah. even though they're the breadwinner, the male can still be doing well. The male can be like, you know, I make six figures, but you know, my my wife, you know, she created a company and that company is worth. 
$22 billion. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but at the end of the day, it's not a thing of, like, you're less than. It's just, yo, she was smart enough to see the opportunity gap. She shot it, and now it's a billion-dollar company. Yeah. So, I, you know, obviously the, the game has changed a little bit, but that doesn't mean that a man should feel like, okay, I have to, I, I should step down and now I feel, you know, belittled or I, my my roles as a male in the household are now mitigated because she's a breadwinner. You know, you still have those foundational principles of I have to raise my sons. Mm. I have to let them know, like, you know, being a black man in America, this is what it looks like. This, These are roles or the, 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 the roads to get to success and these are the traps for the unwary. You know, you have to kind of let people know, like, and not let people know, but you have to kind of be able to still be that, that, that male figure in the household. And I think you know, with today's time, there's so many you know black males and so many males in general that grow without that grow up without a, a you know a father figure or, or mm-hmm. a male person or not male but a, or a, um, a male figure in their household where now they literally like they're being raised and they're growing up in the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think like those, those principles of still raising your boy, still teaching your boys how to interact with women and how to and how to you know, move through this life and how to become successful men so they can also become you know, a great partner or a great provider or providing partner within their next relationships or within their marriage, those things are still foundational. You know, and again, you got to teach your sons how to also become great fathers. So a lot of those, the basic principles that, you know, some people might learn when they go, when they turn Greek or what they might learn when they go through certain processes, those males should be teaching their boys as they come up, like the value of time, Mm. the value of financial literacy, the value of emotional intelligence. There's certain things that, a son should hear that from their father. Yeah, you know, how to deal with, with authority. You know what I mean? Because again, with black males especially, we're so, so, so fucking creative that a lot of times authority is what trumps black males. And the way black males might interact with authority is Ooh. not accepted as much as white males when they interact oh, with authority. Yeah. It's the difference you know I mean? between life and so death. So it's kind of like at the end of the day, it's like, we're you know, you can still have two kids that grow up together, but... A black male might say, you know what, like, I'm shutting down. I'm, I'm not participating in this activity. And that translates to whatever organization they're in is, oh, he's not a team player. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to be here. And, but with, 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 Bill, with another with a white kid or another kid of a different, you know, ethnicity, they might say, oh, he's having a bad day. Yeah. Maybe his sandwich turned, you know, a sandwich, yeah, food poison or whatever the case <laughs> may be. So there has to be a male figure that's able to help them navigate this life. And I think, yes. honestly, the number one role for a black male with their with their sons is showing them how to navigate this life that we live in. Yes. Um, Kenway stepped out for a second, so I, I'll field whatever until he gets back. No, Definitely. I'm going to get his ass. Yeah, we're going to get, get him no, back. He, yeah, he just literally, like, he got a, he got like a, um, he does this, like, radio show later, so he has to, like, get The two for family. one. It's okay. We it's understand. Okay. Right here, see? He just popped up on y'all. He got his shirt off. He ready to go. Okay, Okay, so off. to piggyback. Yeah, it's like, uh, what do you think the foundational principles are for, for still being a man in a household? Like, what are the principles? Oh, man, like, I th- the, the first the, the first thing is that you set the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Men men set the tone. That is that is what it is. Every inside of the home, any any given situation, if you look at it, it is going to be set inside of that. Yes. With their tone. So like if 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 we're abusive and 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 just you know just want to just 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 mowing down people and headstrong and don't want to listen to nobody that's going to be the tone for the household yes, yes. if you if, if the if the household is loving and, and nurturing and everything and that and the man sets the tone for that then it will be that yes like that's you know what i mean whether or not like obviously we understand that in our community black women are the only are the only women that out earn their 
male counterparts, mm. right? So the thing is, is that, um, you know, that, that, that's for a myriad of reasons, but we need to understand what it, what it means to be a provider, right? Mm-hmm. The, the provider aspect is not just monetary. <laughs> Speak I mean? on it. Come on. You see what I'm saying? It's not just oh, monetary. So that, that's, the, that's where that comes from. Is like the first thing is that, you know, men set the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that's, that's what I definitely believe uh, to be like foundational principles as a man. Uh, the, the next the next thing as a man is to um, what it means to be a man, especially that that influences the household, is your any give your response to certain situations. Mm. Your your poise is needed because if the man if the man is what uh, what is what's the word panicking, mm. then that's going to set the, that's going to set the stage for the for woman show. to feel like I oh I'm panicking uh, or we're panicking and we're we feel we feel bad. So the thing is that for a man to always, uh, men always need to stay calm mm. because it is it is it is it is on us to set that tone. That's what it all comes back to, right? Yes. You know what I mean. So we have to we have to be we have to be and to do that. With the beauty of that in this conversation, how to bring it full circle is that that takes what emotional intelligence. Yes. yes. You know what I mean. That takes that takes the idea of saying like, okay, let me synthesize these emotions. Let me synthesize like, okay. While I may be set back right now, you know what I mean? Everything like that. I need to, what, take in what the, the, the phenomenon that's happening, synthesize it, and be able to respond appropriately yeah. in any given situation. You know, situation. So <clears throat> I think that those are foundational. Uh, I think those those are foundational principles because, you know, how, some people would say, you know, discipline, yada, yada, yada. Sometimes that comes from the, that's, that comes from the woman. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, you know what I mean? And, and everything like that, which is okay. But it's all. But the next thing, and I, which I always believe, is a is a foundational is to is to stay strong within the principles, right? Like if mm. if if the woman is the discipliner, then the man <coughs> agrees. If, if, you know that how I believe a household should be as a man and a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how that's how I look at it. <laughs> and that's that's the traditional way to look at it. Obviously, yeah. there are households without that, and we you know we have to give space for that. Yeah. But if we're talking about a man being inside the household, then then a man can, can, can say like, all right, for sure, like I need to um, agree with my partner. You yes. Know I, mean? I, need to, I need to be uh, the the foundation that she or. I guess he in 2019. Yeah. Stands on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's 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 a big thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm the foundation that that, that stands on and that what that and what happens. So, you know, like I've always another thing about my mom is that, you know, she always said that women um she's always talking to me about women. Women um it's a woman's prerogative to change her mind, right? Come on. At any given time. Your mother's like, right. She's a good woman. Your mind at any given time. Literally, and so that's why it's so hard for me. You know, this is I digress, but <laughs> that's why that's why it's so hard for me to not for, for why it's so hard for people to understand the idea of consent. Like, come on, it's like, come on, bro. Like, if she says no at any given time, she it's can a change no. her mind, right? Right. There, bro. Like, you see what I'm saying? So it, it, that that is what women can do. That is what they are allotted to do if they go they are you know what i mean yeah. but i think that those three things um being a foundation that your partner stands on um being you know setting the tone and and keeping your emotional poise or having emotional intelligence to keep your poise and to be able to respond to certain situations i think that those are the foundational principles for being a man inside the household 
I love that. You know what? In the past, we had a, a few episodes where we talk about like, what is like, how do you respond in your relationships? And we talked about this whole thermostat versus thermometer um, analogy, concept. I guess, mm-hmm. or concept. And I strongly believe that in a relationship, like my, my partner, my man is the thermostat, right? So he sets the temperature and the, the what we going to do is going to either be like 70, 80, or it's going to be 60. And I'm simply just the thermometer. All I do is read the temperature that's it if it's if we hitting then we hitting and if it's if we if we ain't it we ain't but ultimately he's gonna have to set the tone and all i have to do is respond that's all she has to do is respond baby (laughs) (laughs) okay so now that we understand like both of you but both of your idea of what manhood is and what being a man is in a relationship as it pertains to a relationship what makes you feel like your manhood has been compromised or tested from a woman like what what sets you off where it's like okay now now you're fucking around we are partners right we agree we communicated that we're partners expound on that idea expound on that for me yeah okay so like say you're um you're in a relationship with your partner Mm -hmm. and she does something that makes you question your manhood like what's what behavior like what is something that will have you be like I think it's one of those things where it's like yo don't call me a bitch yeah. like that's kind of testing my manhood or don't say I'm anything at- to me don't don't go in opposition with me in front of the kids people. yeah or people or like you know or don't call me dramatic in front of anybody exactly is there anything that would make you feel like your manhood has been tested that you can identify uh for me as for Alex I I that's tough for me because, like, I don't really. My man, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty secure in my man, to be honest with myself. Okay. So I, don't really, okay. I don't really have a like a like a certain like buzzword or a certain like situation where it's like you did this and now I feel less of a man. Like I kind of grew up understanding that you know my emotions are not like my emotions are not validated by other people. I validate my emotions. You know what I mean? Mm. So for my situation, like if I like a female or I love that girl and she don't love me back or like me back, that doesn't mean that, oh, no, I don't like you or I don't love you because that would mean that you are in control of my emotions, that you validate how I feel about mm. the thing. So for me, I'm the type of person, like if I feel a certain way, that's just how I feel. So I don't really have a buzzword or anything that makes me feel like, oh, she said, she says she, you know, she says suck my dick in, in public, and now I feel like I'm less of a man because I couldn't respond. Like I'm not that type of guy. I'm more like, all right, that's that's how you feel. Like, we'll talk about that later for sure. Right. But I'm not gonna be on some like tip like, oh, like you know, she did me dirty, or she said she said some shit that really bothered. Got it. What y'all doing, no, 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 nucking no. and bucking? What, what y'all doing over there, fighting? <laughs> nah, we good. On. Oh hell, where y'all go? Oh, what we do when a girl tests your manhood. Yes. Um, What a save. The first thing is to is to remind yourself that she's not a man. So she won't she doesn't understand these things. Mm. But you do know that uh, she's testing it. You know what I mean? So she wants to get a response out of you. That's that's the reason why a woman would, would test your manhood. She wants to see how you're going to respond to that situation. That's the reason why it happens. So, again, it goes back to this idea of keeping your poise as much as you possibly can. Because it's like, you know, there's so many things that, that, that women, they, women are always trying to figure out what's, what's, like, what's his, like, what's his breaking point? Like, what is oh, no. that, that he's going to respond to, like, when no. I need to pull it out? Because 
you know, sometimes us men, we could be so, uh, what is that? What is that word? Like, like hardened. Yeah. Like so hard. And we don't, we, you know, nothing really phases yeah. us or something like that. You know what I mean? Cause we have so much just going on, but there's, there's certain things that you, that, that, that women find out about us that we know is like, all right, for sure. Like I'm going to bring this into question right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and shout out to you guys for knowing that that's like kind of, that, that's bringing our manhood into question. Yeah. You know I mean, because our manhood is what everything that we do as a man, which is pretty much our life, right? Like, right. so what, what are some things that for me, you know, Kenway specifically, yeah. um, Kenway. I would say, I was, I would say mine is, hmm, there's there, I definitely have, them. um, uh, my, my first thing is my integrity. So my name. Mm-hmm. Is my is the one of, is is the biggest thing on your rap, and it always so my name and my integrity, um, anything that has to do with you know uh, you know me me being a man of my word or anything like that. Like if I say I promise, then I'll promise. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's usually a thing that I have to stand on as a man. Mm. You know what I mean? So you know that's all that, that's come that that gets called in, if that's called into question at any time in any type of conversation, I, we could be joking. But if, if somebody calls my, you know, my, uh, you know, uh, me and my word and my integrity in the question, like we we're not joking anymore. You Period. Know I mean? Um, <laughs> there's so there's that one. Um, uh, what what else on my manhood? I what guess? about the bitch? You, you know, what? you know, what about the bitch? I've called <laughs> I called yeah. a few people bitches before. Ooh, you know, yeah, that one's testy. Like, yeah, like the, the the whole bitch thing. Like yeah, I, I'm gonna or like you know, like nigga, you a bitch it, ass nigga. We not nah, like you know yeah. I, I've I've had the um I haven't had the uh the, the 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 privilege of being with a woman that would ever think to call me a bitch. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I haven't had the privilege of that because I don't I don't like if there if I even if I get any sense that a woman would 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 think that that's a good insult to hurl at me. If I get any type of like any of that, I just don't deal with women like that. You, you know don't I mean? know though. You don't know she's gonna be like. In an argument, like you bitch ass nigga. Yeah, you might you might test her. You might, yeah, you might that, you might compromise her womanhood, and she gotta <laughs> hurl off and call you. No, like, this is true. Uh, you know, you know, like to be honest, like I, I don't, I don't like I really, you know, like I said, that that has to do with my integrity. So anything that has to do with being a bitch or being a hoe. The whole uh, ass yeah, nigga, okay. Yeah, like, so no whole ass whole, nigga like, and no bitch ass oh, nigga. You, like you, you know what I mean? You you, you know you can't you know you, whatever you know when, when it comes to those things. Those definitely are buzzwords that that I, that, that, that 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 gets a man. They don't sit sure, well like, with that you. whole shit. But like sometimes, but sometimes <clears throat> you know, like it doesn't it, it 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 has no effect if you keep using it. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing for a girl like who's never called you a bitch. You two years into a relationship and she looks. at you like, you know what? You a bitch. That hit different. That hit different. Nigga, that ain't no... That's like, hold on. Like, what did you just call me? Right. And then she gonna right. be like, you, know I mean? you a bitch, nigga. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, nah. Like, I think that sometimes, you know... I think, I, I think that sometimes the insults can, can do that. But I think that um, stuff that's... Stuff that, you know, is really, really important to me... You know, it's like, oh, you don't, you don't take care of business. Oh, you don't, you don't take care of, you don't, you don't take care of me or anything like that. Even though like those things, a lot of the times those things haven't been said to me, but I definitely shudder to think about those, those type of insults or those types of things that come in my manhood. But even 
really knows, like, no matter which, how egregious it is, you have to maintain your poise as much as you possibly can. That's all. Yes. So real quick, because we know we didn't hand y'all for a long time, but this is a, this is a biggie. So essentially, like, if your woman thought you lacked drive or inspiration or thought you weren't doing enough, how would you best receive her encouraging you to do more without you feeling lectured? Because a lot of times we want to encourage you and just be like, yo, I need you to, I don't want to say like get a better job or do more or go out and hustle harder. Um, like I see the potential in you to be so much yeah. more. Yeah. Like how do, how do you, how do you receive her saying like, I need you to do more. Or I want more for you without you feeling like, damn, you my mama. Right. Ooh, ooh that's, that's, that's such a tough one. <laughs> that's that. And that's the reason why, you know, you, you know, you know, being a woman, I have to take my hats off to you guys because you have to deal with our egos and you have to deal with the all ego. the that's going on inside of us and then have to also try to motivate us at the same time. So it's like, that that's so tough. Um, I'm going to take a stab at it and say that because of the life I live and who I am, right? Like there's, I, I am, I am operating in my purpose. Yes. And my purpose is tied to my passion. So it's hard to it's hard to say that to a man that's not operating inside of his passion or purpose. Mm. That, that oh, you need to get up, you need to do this, you need to whatever, you know, all the things that you know that he could be doing at that at that given time. Like when you when you when you full time are doing the things that, or not even full time, even if, if there's anything that's you know that that you're doing that is based off you know faith. That's based off like, yo, this is what's inside of me. This is what I know that I can contribute to society. Yeah. Whether it's being a rapper all the way down to whether you make a certain candy or a certain, you know, whatever. whatever the soda pop. Like, as a, you know, as a, as a black man, whatever you do, you know what I mean? Like, whatever you, whatever you do, uh, you know, that you need to be uh, motivated by. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to say what you do, to, what you say to a man that's, you know, you're not doing a whole, you're not doing more. Now, the first thing is that I would say that, you know, inside what women should do <laughs> is assess the situation and say, like, all right, like, I've been with this nigga. He's been, he, he been working at the fucking post office, and Damn. that's his job, my nigga. Like, that's that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, if, if you know what I mean? So, if you know a nigga is working at the post office, and he, or he working at a factory and everything, you know that that's that nigga type of job. Like, <laughs> you know it. You know what, you know, you're doing. So, if... If it, if it, it, now it's different if you're talking about motivating him outside of stuff that has to do with matters that have to do with a job or something like that, but you know there's that. Um, uh, what I think that you can do as a woman to to, to motivate a man, I think that you can. Um, oh man, that's that's so that's so tough because I need that out of a woman. If a woman don't motivate me, then I don't know what the fuck else you know. What, 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 like what? You know what I mean? Like, like what a, would? A, how would you receive it? To answer, like, what? What can she do? What can a woman do to motivate you? I think that. I think that the first thing to the first thing is that to speak to the to man inside of you, right? Okay. Like we 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 are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body. Okay. So we need to. So you need to speak to the man that's inside of me, to my soul. If you're not speaking to my soul, then you're not going to be able to get. The, 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 that motivation because I think that that's where the intrinsic motivation comes from like we you know monetary factors and all types of stuff that's whatever but you need to speak to the man that's inside of me like talk to him not just like all the stuff that's around me and stuff like that like you need to talk to me inside of me and what, what really motivates me and what makes me happy you know find out those things 
and find out what, whatever whatever those things that make me happy or make me feel like my best self, you need to push me towards those things and talk to those things. And so, like, I want to see that out of you. You know what I mean? So say, say like, oh, you know, like, some, something as simple as, like, you know, I... Oh, you know what, babe? I, I like, you know, I'll never really tell nobody this. But I like going to the beach and seeing the water. Then that woman, you need to speak to his inner and be like, yo, like, you need to go to the beach more. And you need to fucking, you know, let's I go think. out. Let's do this. You see what I'm saying? And it's going to, you know, that thing is going to drive out that happiness that you need. Right. It's going to give you that, that situation. So I think that those are the things. Speak to that inner man. I think that that's, as vague as that probably sounds, I think that that is uh, the thing that you need to do to motivate somebody. It really takes being in tune with your partner. So it, with you, it's speaking to your inner man. So your partner would really have to be in tune and picking up on things that maybe you wouldn't even directly share. Like maybe you don't say to her directly, I like going to the beach. But maybe in conversation you've said, man, whenever I go to the beach, like ideas come to me or something like that. And she she picks up on that and says, babe, you ain't been to the beach in a while. Like you want to go to the beach or we should you should go to the beach. Yeah. And then that inspires you to go to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. And then from the from going to the beach, you draw from that inspiration and then you're motivated. And encouraged. And encouraged to do more when that's your own. Like, it seems intrinsic, right? But your girl is tapping in. Yeah, she She's pers- tapping yes, in. Yes, for sure. Okay, so what about you, Alex? How are you feeling? What do you think? Yeah, so when it comes down to, for me, when it comes down to like I said, with Ken, it's kind of tough. I agree where he's coming from because it's a situation of, I think it's more of how do you, like, understanding your partner, right? I think it's a thing more so about when it comes on a motivated, it's more so like, okay, how do you interact with your partner? And what level do y'all communicate on? Yeah. Because some people, they really all about, like, the, you know, juke me up, like, you know yeah. give me hype, make me, like, <laughs> and some people... <laughs> They're ego, they're ego driven. Yeah. You know, they're like, yo, you can't just come at me and be like, my nigga, damn, how are you gonna be on the couch all day? Yeah. It's it's about it's basically like it's like a full wraparound or full circle on the topic that we had today about emotional intelligence. Being able to really understand like where does your man sit at or where does your your girl or your lady sit at when it comes down to taking that kind of advice. So I think you gotta really understand your partner and then be able to you know, be able to speak their language, you know what I'm saying? Or be able to tell them, or probably a better way of saying it, is be able to encourage them through whatever love language that y'all guys communicate on. Wow. The love you know language. I, mean? I can't believe you so said love language. Like, like, even if that's to go with sex, if it's like, if, you, if y'all have y'all best conversations post-sex, like, that's maybe that's when you tell her. Maybe it's like, okay, y'all share that intimacy while y'all lay in the bed. You say, you know what, babe, I think you should be doing this. Or wow. Doing that. wow. And that's when she might be more receptive. You know what I'm saying? Because for her, she might be a little bit more open to being like, you know what? I'm vulnerable now. I'm willing to talk and listen. That's when he got to me. Or even if there's a guy where it's like, you know, I like when, you know, I like when we communicate when we're out having a good time. Okay, so we do what you like to do. If I have to tell you some information or I have to, you know, give you some information or try to, like, pump you up, maybe I I might butter it up. I might take you on a nice dinner and be like, I wanted to take you out to show you that I appreciate you. But at the same time, I want to also let you know that I feel like you can be doing this or doing that and doing that. Yes. And I think when you talk to somebody through their love language, that's when they kind of are more receptive to Period. it. Where they're like, you know what? Like, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. You know, it's kind of like the, I guess like what they used to call like the, the compliment sandwich. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of yes. like build somebody up and you kind of like tell them like what the real might be. But at the same time, it's like, 
they are now built up and they feel comfortable and they know that you love them or you care about them. So what you're saying after that build up is, is only coming from the heart. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, um, you know, y'all don't really dish you guys. Let me just let y'all know y'all are some elevated brothers. Yes, (laughs) y'all are some elevated brothers, and we appreciate you all um, engaging in this conversation with us. Yes, y'all are the same way. I mean, but you know what? We're elevated sisters, so I I hope you guys. I definitely are. I mean, I I, I'd be like I said. I I think. I mean, Ken had to step. He had to go, like, make a move over there. So I, I'm gonna finish it out. But yeah, I we were like, when we had guys on mute, we were just like, damn, like these girls are really, you know, it's a different type of podcast. You know, Period. Like, a, lot of, a lot of the podcasts that we jump on or that we've been on, they're kind of like, you know, entertainment based or they're more like socially based. Or we haven't really, we've never really jumped on a podcast where it literally focuses on mental health and the intangibles of a relationship or the intangibles of of a person deal with another. So the fact that y'all like, you know, create a whole like platform on this, like that's, that's amazing. And honestly, me and Ken have never even had this kind of conversation with somebody else outside of our own. Wow. So to have this kind of conversation on y'all platform, it's kind of cool. Like it's really like something that we definitely hope that you guys push out to the rest of the community. And, you know, for us, we want to do our part to let people know like, yo, if you ever need a release, you want to listen to these girls because they have some of the answers. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously no human has all the answers, you right. know <laughs> But at the end of the day. We got a lot. That you, <laughs> we got a lot of them. <laughs> y'all do. Y'all do. And honestly, I think y'all really understand Understand, you know the millennial black male and black female and i think that's something that is missing our community we don't have at the end of the day ken said something earlier about therapy and i, I think yeah therapy is needed but i think that the common misconception is that you don't have to go to like an office where it says that the guy's name is dr bessie smith therapist you don't nice. have to go somewhere like that just to get therapy you can legit be in your couch and be with your three best friends and be like bro let's talk like your dad died like you know six years ago and i feel like i see remnants of how you feel about it like what's mm. really going on like that's therapy you know what yes. i'm saying like they, they say in church that like when you in a group of two or more like that's <laughs> church no matter where you at alex so, too. <laughs> mm, so brother you know, alex you know so i say i have to say like at the end of the day like we really appreciate y'all so it's, it's really popping. It's very progressive. And I think, honestly, all of L.A. should know about it, even <laughs> outside of L.A. People should know about what y'all, what y'all got going on. Man, thank y'all so much for vibing with us. Y'all really brought a whole nother perspective yes. to the podcast that we don't usually have because we usually hold space for women, you know, but it's so right. nice when we can invite our brothers in because, again, like we mentioned in the beginning, we want to bring y'all along we want y'all to be vibing on the same wave that we're on and that's really the only way to build the collective consciousness so we're so glad that y'all came on that y'all talked to us and we can't wait to gang gang we on the 22nd we cannot wait to, to really oh, yeah, link up in person it's gonna be good it's gonna be solid we're gonna have any more people to like engage with talk to i think they're gonna be very receptive what y'all got you know what i got to say yes so can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media yes yes so you you can find my missing partner can't wait another uh engagement that he had to get to at dash radio in hollywood but you can find kenway on at uh kenway live um so that's k-e-n-w-a-y-l-i-v-e on all platforms instagram twitter facebook well i think facebook is his real government name um (laughs) and then for our company you can find us at 88 by 11 mile so that's 88 thx 11 M-I-L-E, and that's on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, 
Facebook, everything. And then for me, I'm the 11 mile side of the company. Again, my name is Alex, and you can find me at Fresh Chester 248. So that's just Fresh Chester and then 248 with the numbers at the end. Um, and yeah, like for us, you know, you have to find like all of our, if you go to our 88 by 11 mile, uh, IG page, all of our information on all the events that we throw, all the media, pictures, video. Um, our website is normally in our bio or is in like the link in our bio. So if you ever want to get like a bit deeper or just got to get more insight on who we are as a company, I mean, again, we are two black owners that came together that decided those special events in LA. Uh, we are also the creators of Thank You LA, um, Aquaholics, Masita, uh, 21 Questions, uh, South Central Love. 31 Halloween. I mean, we do so many events. Yeah. So, you know, we are your guys' neighborhood event planners. So if you guys ever, you know, want to check out one of our events, you know, just go to our page, go to the link in the bio, you can grab some free tickets. Most of our events, we always give a free option. So for the event on the 22nd, it's everybody's free until 4 p.m. So the whole city should come out. Yes. And we have an open bar option where it's $45 for a three-hour open bar and a three-hour taco buffet, including entry That's to the party. Cool. We're going to have three food vendors. Uh, food vendors we're going to have is D-Lo Kitchen, uh, one of uh, a guy named Chef, Chef um, Josh Johns, and also City Boys Barbecue. Yes. We're going to have nine podcasts, including the wonderful Black Girl Bravado podcast. Dang. It's going to be a, a very nice situation. Honestly, the event is 99% black, so it's really just a big-ass backyard barbecue. So we hope the whole city comes out and come fuck with us. And again, if you ever want to you know, just catch up to our, our other events, make sure you give us a follow on the gram or Twitter or anything. Yes. I love it. Yes, follow our guys. Well, um, we hope you ladies enjoyed this information. Again, we hope it was value added. Listen to these brothers. Take this information back to your nigga and apply it. I mean, if you don't have a nigga and you are just soaking up game, that's cool too. That's what these conversations are for. So um, we appreciate them for sitting down and um, speaking with us. Yeah. And um, we're going to have to do this. Again. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Like I said, man, yeah. we definitely are open to keep connecting. That's the whole thing why we decided to, you know, do this cross, you know, just to do this interview with you guys to do this kind of more so of a conversation. Yeah. Normally we have interviews, people are like, Oh, where are y'all from? What do y'all do? How'd y'all meet? And this was different because it was a conversation. I think that in itself is something that the black community needs more of. We just need more open conversations. Like not arguing, not you know, picking whose fault it is. Right. Just conversations. Like being able to divulge information and be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from or I never thought of it that way. I think yeah. that is gonna help our community rise up to, you know, higher levels and higher heights as our boy Nipsey Hustle want us to do. So yes. Yes, yeah, we brother. appreciate y'all, man. For sure. We appreciate y'all. Don't worry, we're an ecosystem. That's what we're all about here. So you are ours and we are yours and we're gonna keep doing this thing. It's lit okay yeah. hey gang gang all right Brittany that's okay. it all right bye y'all bye love Pretty you thank y'all take care yes yeah.